Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. And we have some technical difficulties real quick. <laughs> shit, shit just be fucking up. It just happens, man. Yeah, bro. Got it right, though. I'm happy about have, that. You know what I mean? Technical difficulties I had in my damn life. I'm still <laughs> having them every day. I probably had one a day I ain't even know about I yet. Know. Today went pretty good for me, though. But hold on. I'll start- skip the intro. Oh, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. A reoccurring guest, my dog, V-Class, man. What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for coming on, bro. Happy always- as hell to have you. Man, I'm always happy to be here, man. Always. Yes, sir. Um, Bruh, it's funny. Uh. <laughs> You know, well, since I got out of the guest phase, you know, I'm, you know, I'm reoccurring. Yeah, you know you're reoccurring. One of, the, one of the first reoccurring. We're most definitely family now. Yeah, Long so, lost yeah, brothers. My, I'm, I'm about to, you know, lay back and just kind of chill out. And, bro, everybody I've been meeting lately that uh-huh. that know you, I talk about you a lot, bro. <laughs> For real. Bro, you're going to start hearing my name a lot. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you know Slim? Yeah, he talks about you a lot, bro. Yeah. And um, it's funny too. Even people that don't know you, like I was talking to one of my friends in Atlanta that was on my podcast before. He was like, right. he was like, yeah, Slim. When you first started your podcast, um, he was like, I thought you was kind of doing it for fun or something. Cause I guess he heard my last podcast and he said when I started doing this one, he was like, I thought you was doing it for fun. Then he was like, it was a guy on your podcast that was a producer. When I heard that one, I was like, oh, he got something going here. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like, honestly, I can't take the credit for that because I got to really get at the V class because I really just fed off your energy for that podcast. That's why it turned out so well, bro. I appreciate it, man. Like, like I said, this is something that doesn't always come natural to me, but shit, I love doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a person who likes to be a problem solver. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like to solve problems. I like to put myself in positions to where I can solve problems. So, like. I never mind putting myself in an uncomfortable predicament to actually get a job done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as far as like working long hours, knowing and I'm exhausted working 16 already. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. And see, that type of stuff rubs off on other people. Like, we were talking about before we started recording, I didn't even know you had a regular nine to five. Yeah. And I was like, dog, that shit right there just took it to the next level for me because yeah. I was like, oh, that's why he be on his time management stuff so hard. Right. Because, like, it's not even necessarily, like, time management for me anymore. Because, like, I was telling you about the 10X rule by Grant Cordon. Um, uh-huh. Most people that do any type of marketing and business know who he is. But reading his book, he was like, basically, 10X is the idea of doing something 10 times more than you were expecting. And not putting a, a limit on your success. Right. Not putting a limit on success. Not... Limiting yourself to anybody's ideas, goals, or passions, just solely focusing on what you're doing and getting jobs done and completed. So, like, I started thinking in that same exact way. I started working in that same exact way, but I hadn't realized that I've been working like that for years. Yeah. So, I've been working on beats for the longest time. The only reason why I hadn't been really giving it out to so many people because I never really deemed anybody worthy of really just giving it. I'm looking for like an ultimate talent. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for like, you don't have to be the best artist or, but you have to be in the mindset to kind of want to work a little harder. You know what I mean? Than everybody else. I think people get in the mindset of wanting to do this a certain way. I'm going to just record. Yeah. yeah I'm going to just have my song. On some hobby yeah, I'm type do stuff. do my video, but it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's like you, like you want to have a desire to take it to the next level. So that's why I'm so finicky and picky about giving my beats. Even though I may see somebody that got talent or they're dope, they're cool, they dress nice, whatever the case, I'm just not giving no beats because what's the sense of me giving a beat to somebody that's not really working hard towards what they really want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be fun. Music is supposed to be fun. I'm not. Everything's supposed the, to be mutual. Yeah, I'm not taking away from the fun factor, but 
I think a lot of times I don't think people understand my passion to actually produce, and that's why I'm getting ready to work on my album. Uh, what kind of album are you working on? Honestly, my album is going to be crazy because I'm a producer that has many styles, but I want to focus more on me sampling, and I want to focus more on me creating trap beats around samples. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea that I kind of got. My My vision for my album is not only to be the producer, but probably be the rapper on there too. Oh, so you about to record music on top on top of your music? Yeah. Oh, that's shocking. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. You just hit me with a curveball. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the goal. Like I'm don't know if I'm gonna be a stage performer or anything like that. I do have the desire to write. I do write music, but it's just like I hadn't tested it out a lot. And then I was around my buddy last night and we were chilling. And he was like, bro, you're going to have to kind of freestyle like how you did back in the day. So he kind of like always finds a way to guide me into a cadence. And I started doing it and I was like, shit, damn, I still kind of still got this in a sense. So I maybe I should do a song or two. Oh, so you have actually re- recorded before. Yeah, I have recorded before. On top of your own beats? On top of my own beats. Yeah, that's super creative, dog. Whenever I meet people that, that wear mini hats like me, I'm yeah. always inspired by it, dog. And the reason why I wanted to do it was... Because sometimes you may have an idea and you mm. just have to kind of like paint the picture right. And it's just not necessarily the time to do it. And I like I told you, I don't want to be a full-blown rapper. Don't even get that from this. <laughs> don't no nobody don't be DMing me no beats or yeah. trying to sell me no services. Look, <laughs> I produce, I do all my shit myself. I don't mind taking other people's, you know, production if you know need be, but I'm more focused on trying to get the creative side of writing because I'm doing the artist shit just to kind of write. I want to be more of a writer to try to write the songs because it's good to yeah, have that makes beats. Sense. But if you can kind of write, compose the song in its entirety, then you're really a producer at that point. And I and I think people will stop labeling me as a beat maker or just the guy that just know how to run Fruity Loops really good. Like people will actually see line line. He got really. He really got talent to write. He really got talent to actually put a song together. He knows how to put the right people in the room. And that's what it's about. Like people think it needs to be a talent factor. You could be talented all day, play the piano, play drums for church, whatever the case may be. But if you really ain't putting the music to where it needs to go or putting people in place to where they need to be, it's almost pointless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not building a connection with other people around the world, it's pointless. You're not having the full experience. You're just kind of So what time office. frame you plan on having this album done by? You want me to be honest, man? Like coming soon. <laughs> not no, it's not even coming soon. It's actually it's actually a little close. I'm actually a little closer than I think I am. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Like I actually got all the beats done probably. Yeah, most of us creators, we don't like to say dates. We just like to say coming soon, but Yeah, I, but I got the beats already. I my thing is now just venturing for the artist to get the album done um so it's not just going to be you you're you're also going to have features on it right and i'm not doing all the mixing and stuff like probably my 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 manager slash the other engineer at the studio jorge is going to help me with that and um we we talked about my album plenty of times i know he's dedicated to doing work right now for um i heard many good things about jorge too i've never heard nothing bad about him he is a solid guy He's one of the guys that I love the fact that he's up front, and a lot of people may hate him for it, but he's up front and he's straight to the point. He don't bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's he's about his business, and that's how I'm giving it. Like, you're not gonna come to Jorge with no foolishness. He's he's about his yeah. business. Very, very hardworking guy. No, he's a very cool guy too. I remember the first time I came to that studio, he was just 
super, super humble, yeah. super nice, made sure everybody was good. Yeah. Like it felt like more than business. Yeah. He he he's when you really get to know Jorge, he's really a fun guy. He's fun as hell to be around. Mm-hmm. I we've had some fun nights at that studio. We had long conversations at that studio about a lot of visions and a lot of things that we would love to see happen in the city. So, you know, it's good to be on the team, man, and it's good to be adding you know, other pieces and entities to the team too. You know, I don't want to reveal too too many yet. Oh yeah, yeah, know, I got you. Yeah, but we, I already know. We, we definitely been doing some things, and I'm I'm real proud of where we at. You yeah, know? it's always amazing to be around like minded people, dog. And people, a lot of people take it for granted. They don't understand like how much, excuse me, how they're lucky to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, get my left rib to goddamn have a team, bro. And I'm <laughs> and I'm blessed to say and to that I got one. I got a solid team that I can call on, like. It may be a day where, like, I may be stressed out, or I can call Jorge and, and he'll help me sort out the, you know, the problem or whatever I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. May not be a long conversation, but that brief little moment in him, him talking, taking his time, meant, you know, mean a lot. So, yeah, yeah, bro. Let's double back to the uh, to the ten X rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read the whole thing, but I I appreciate you putting me on the book. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing that you got from it? The biggest thing that I got from that book is to stop making excuses and stop being lazy. Stop making excuses. People make excuses every fucking day for what they want to do. Every day. Mm-hmm. They sit there and they tell themselves, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. The words fly right off your goddamn mouth. And then you lose the idea the next 20 seconds or the tw- you know, or whatever. And you don't just fully go through with the idea. Like A lot of people just lose sight of that. And... You just can't be lazy out here, man. You, you, if you want something, if you got a dream, you got to be hungry. You got to act like you're on your last leg, even if you're not. You got to be that hungry for this, for for this business, for anything that you want to do in life. And that's what that taught me. That's what that book taught me. And it also taught me that you have a certain way of going about things too. You have a certain way of going about your decisions. You have a certain way about doing business. You just have to learn yourself to understand why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and that's that's the biggest thing I got from that book. Don't make no excuses. Yeah, shout out Low. I was talking to Low in Atlanta the other day, and I was telling him about the book, and uh, we also was talking about you. And I was telling him I was like, man, I just feel like sometimes people come into your life for a reason, and and they give you things. And like as I start reading the book, I was like, I really feel like V Class read this book and thought of me at some point, and was like, this is exactly what Slim needs because you know. Sometimes you get kind of your britches get kind of big and you start feeling good about yourself mm-hmm. and you start like ignoring your flaws. Right. And when I was reading that book, I was like, oh, okay, maybe V Class seen this about me. Exactly. And it's 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 not even necessarily me seeing anything about you. It's it's what I see in a lot of people. Uh-huh. Like it's I hear people I work at a hospital, mind you. I see people come in there with all kind of pl- complaints and issues and things going on. And in my mind, I'm thinking like it could because I'm a problem solver. It could be a number of reasons why you're having a problem that you're having, but you're not trying to fix it. I could sit here and listen to you all day, but if you don't solve the problem for yourself, what is it going to really do? Correct. So, due to the fact that I see that all the time, it's just I try to correct it within myself, so I won't make those same mistakes, so I won't be doing the same thing. Because I used to be the type of person that always want to sit around and complain, and she, I used to even complain to my old lady. And she'd be like, why are you sitting here complaining and whining about shit? Because you know a girl going to check your ass yeah. if you ain't goddamn doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And she, for real, for real, bro, like, 
my old lady used to always tell me, man, like she's my biggest motivation. Her and my child <laughs> is my biggest motivation right now because it pushes me to want to do more. And it pushes me not to have a lazy day. And it feels good to me now not to have a lazy day. It feels good to me to know, like, if I could work every single day, I would. Because there's no reason to be laxing and chilling. Yeah, I could chill. I could take vacation. But I'm in grind mode. I really want this. So I got to do what I got to do to stay That's on a grind. constant battle for me. Yeah. Um, I enjoy living my life, bro. So sometimes I, I kind of hit walls because mm-hmm. I'm a very uh, ambitious person just like you. Mm-hmm. But what makes me happy in life is the luxuries. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I just need that stuff so, to keep and, going. And we all love that shit. Because you yeah. love when you go to the store, you buy a new pair of J's. Y'all ask me, feeling different. It's just do. Oh, honestly, dog, when I start getting my stuff together and start doing better in life, I start shying away from material things like Jordans and stuff like that. Like, I'd much rather spend $200 on a trip to D.C. Now, mind you, that was a just an example. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah, but goddamn, bro, it, it material sh- shit... When you start, when you start to think about business a lot more, because mm-hmm. like most business people, people think that business people put all of their money into gorging on buying jewelry and all of this luxurious shit that you see on TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're putting that money right back into their business. Most of the people that I know right now that are working for themselves, self-made, like as far as like you know, producers that just solely just produce, they put their money back into their business to make more money. It's not like a thing of, of where, oh, they get paid $100,000 and they're going to figure out how to goddamn blow it. They're figuring out a way of where to put it so that way they can invest in their kids and pay for college funds and things like that. This is this is stuff that I was speaking to people and having conversations and consulting with them with or, you know, or for, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, people put their money back into their business. Bro, man. speaking of that, I want you to, uh, I kind of want us to discuss... Um, what you was talking to me about as far as saving and uh, versus investing, because that's something I'm dealing with. Ever since you said it, I really been thinking about. Because the average person would hear you say that right. and be like, "Oh, nah, he's tripping." Right. Okay. So in the ten x rule, basically from what I read, money is not valuable when it's in your hand and you're holding it in your pocket because you're gonna spend it anyway. Let's be real. You got twenty dollars in your pocket. You going out to a bar tonight? That twenty dollars is gone. You might as well say it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You holding on to the money, it doesn't have much, much value. But when you spend that money, you have more value because you're getting something in return. You never know what that return can be. So, like, you can you could buy a drink somewhere and you could fall into a conversation with somebody who does business and is interested in something that you do. You know what I'm saying? It could be yeah. something as simple as that. So, don't look at, like, a $40 meal or... You know, any type of money that you spend as like, oh, shit, that's too much money. When you start to put yourself in that mindset, oh, it's too much money. That means if $40 is too much money for you to be spending, that means $40 mil- million is too much money for you to be getting. You're Correct. telling yourself like, oh, no, I can't get $40 million. Nah, motherfucker, I can, I can make $40 million. Yeah. And you got to have that mindset to think that way. But if you tell yourself, no, you lost already. You know what I'm saying? So that's what... You know, to answer your question, that's what it means. That's what I take it as. Yeah, you made me think about it like real in depth because I was just thinking about times where I had really good money coming in and mm-hmm. I was saving a lot of money and my money really just sat there. I might have made what a penny a month off interest. Yeah. <laughs> and um eventually, like you said, I spent it on stupid shit like old school cars and just mm-hmm. dumb shit when really I could have just invested that money and made something out of it. Yeah. And now where I'm at mentally in life, I know exactly what I want. I know what I want to do. 
And now I don't have the capital because I spent it on dumb shit. Right. And that's what I do with recording. That's what I do with when I sell beats. That's when I do mixing orders, whatever the case may be. That's what I do with consulting. Somebody want to speak, consult with me, set up some time. It's all a business. So I look at it in the sense to where like, hey, if I'm spending time to, to, to help someone or to do something for somebody, I don't mind doing it, but... It got to be some type of fee involved in it if it's going to be my time. Because if I did this full time and that's all I solely depended on, I can't be sitting there just worrying about the people who ain't buying beats. I got to go out there and find the beat buyers. You know what I'm saying? I can't be worrying about the people who's not wanting to record with me today. I got to find the people who is ready to record right now. It's not going to hesitate. So that's just the business. Yeah, but I know you're not saying don't save no money though. Yeah, I'm not saying don't save <laughs> yeah, no money because a lot like, of people gonna hear I'm that and be like, "Oh, he's telling tripping. you to go spend your whole 401k." That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like when you have money in your pocket to spend and you have a dream and you got two hundred dollars and you know that you had that two hundred dollars set, don't second guess yourself to spend that money on something else. Spend it on what you know that you want to spend it on. I'm not telling people how to spend their money, but I'm telling you, telling them that hey, <laughs> when you have money. In your pocket, yeah, it's valuable to you when you have it, but when you spend it, it's a lot more valuable because you may get resources, you may get information, you may get, you know, opportunities that you didn't have when you held that little bit of money in your pocket and walked past your opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of run into that problem also as far as like, uh, I start to I start to invest into things that I really want to do and I don't make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And it and yeah. I start getting discouraged about it. Yeah, and I do too. Like, you know how many times I've had a beat store and it failed? I the whole the whole reason why things fail is because either something's not right or you have to make change. And you have to be willing to see both sides of things to understand where you're gonna go. And in any type of business or anything that you want to do, the first year of business is never going to be successful unless you just have that great marketing plan, a great team, and somebody that's going to actually walk you know, the path with you to get things done. That's just business in general. Mm-hmm. But if you're going in it thinking that you're going to be making like a certain amount of money and you don't, it's just it's just... It's just not possible all the time. Like I'm not saying that it's not possible for you, but like a lot of people don't realize, like it takes a lot of time to get that type of shit off. You know, as far as like building your business, you know, investing, learning at the same time while investing. You know what I mean? A lot of this is a learning process. So when I'm gonna tell you, when people fail, people fail because they stop learning. When a, when the motherfucker feel like they're too good and they know it all, that's where you fail. When a motherfucker thinking that he got he got to keep up with this person to be in competition with him, that's where you fail. You got to figure out what you need to be doing because you solely need to be focused on you. You know what I mean? And when, I, I shout out Jay Bussy, um, one of my artists that I work with, because he used to tell me that shit all the time, and I never really got it until now. But he used to always say, like, bro, you really got to just focus on what you want and what you want to do. When you focus on you and you figure out you, everything going to fall in place, and that's when it did. Yeah, bro, it's just amazing to sit back and just see how much we both have grown. I know we haven't known each other that long, long but, the, right. but the amount of time we've known each other, well, you could just see the growth, real, bro. Like they say, real, recognize real, bro. Yeah, like I don't even, I think that was December when we recorded. No, nah, it, it was January. January, the, like, the top of the year. What we're, we're, we're what, 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 April, we're going into May now? Uh-huh, so, so yeah, it had to be January. Yeah, we're like halfway through the year. Yeah, it's crazy to think, too. I just started this podcast like the third week of December. 
and you keep and you kept going and you kept staying consistent. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you though, bro. And I only told one other person this before. I thought about I thought about giving up already before. Yeah, and I've thought about giving up production plenty of times. I thought about giving up everything because I got my back against the wall and I was very afraid. But I didn't even realize that fear had so much power. Yes, dog. Fear got so much power. Bro, but you know what keeps me going though? Just the thought that I was even able to start to to start this from the beginning because most people most people are so scared that they don't even they don't even start anything. Right. Like fear fear really holds them back from everything. Yeah, and that's was my problem. Like I used to be scared to let people hear my beats. I and and I got to a point where I played them and I found out they weren't that good. Matter of fact, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. The first time I played my beats, I was around my old lady and her friend, her friend Kier. Mm-hmm. And I was at their house at the time, you know, like I told you, I was like basically getting to know Hardy, you know, Westside Hardy when I was doing the music and stuff with him. And I played beats there and they completely sounded bad. Like, I didn't understand why they sounded bad. They sounded so good to me. But they were terrible because, like, the quality just didn't come through the speakers. So I, I worked constantly just to try to get that sound better. And then eventually, we worked together. I got him a couple of beats. So I started to get a little bit more confidence as I started, like, doing things. But it didn't really – I didn't really start getting good at realizing how good my beats sound until about mid last year. Like I started feeling like my beats was a lot better. It was still things that I need to learn, but I understood the concept of how to make a good beat or how to put sounds together. So it was times that I wanted to give up, man. It was times that I wanted to quit. It was times where I had friends that I thought that was going to look out for me, didn't look out for me. <laughs> and it's just like I had to go through I've that trial there, and error phase. And, <laughs> and I wasn't afraid to it. Because let me tell you, when you are by yourself doing something and you have a dream and you're relentless... With your with your efforts, there is nothing or no one that can stop you at this point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, there's no no's or there's no answers that. <laughs> so, there's nothing that nobody can do to stop you, bro. Like when yeah. you're relentless at your efforts, nothing can stop you. And that's what that's what I'm living now. Like that's that's the reason why like everything's panning out the way that it is. Because like it's getting better. You know, it's only mm-hmm. getting better. I tell people all the time, the only addiction that I have is to success, bro. You gotta have it. Yeah. You gotta have an addiction for success. If you don't have an addiction for success, you always gonna feel like a failure. You mm-hmm. always gonna feel like that. And you're gonna take failure the wrong way. A lot of people take failure the wrong way. They feel failure is the end result. No, it's not. Failure is not the end result. Failure is the opportunity for you to learn, to get better, to do it again, and then do it again. And then you finally hit a milestone. And then you got another thing that you gotta do. But yeah, bro, it's all about positivity and growth. Um Yep. That's the best thing about watching each one of our journey. Like we both stay positive. We don't deal with none of that bullshit. Don't yeah, try nah. to go. Don't try to go viral off some off some little Bitch dumb don't shit. Kill my vibe. <laughs> Bitch don't kill my vibe. <laughs> hey, but you know, bro. But you know what's funny though? Like all the earthy people that burn sage and all that stuff <laughs> always be talking about positive vibes, and they the main bro, ones that's negative they as hell. Negative as fuck. <laughs> I don't get that shit. It's like, bro, you always talk about positive vibes only and all this, but you the most negative person. Like every time gotta I sit with that, you, you, you gotta gotta gossiping about dumb. 
dumb shit. Bro, you got to get that negative shit. That's why I don't like being around a ton of people because that's where shit gets started. Like, people always love, I hate that gossiping shit. Yeah. Get that shit the fuck away from me. I don't like gossiping. I don't like talking about other people. It just, it's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm not guilty of doing it, but it's just like, I don't like doing Bro, we all are, but it's just yeah. a time and a place with it. Like, someone that wants to just sit around with, with, with random people and just gossip about other people, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's like, like, I'm like not going to go. No life. You don't have anything Yeah, going I'm not going to go in a room full of people that I met for the first time and gossip about one of my friends. That is just insane to me. Like, even when random people ask me, like, oh, how's such and such? I say the same answer every time. Oh, they're good. So what are they up to? Oh, I don't know. You gotta ask them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you and you. That's just generalizing your focus too. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to sit there thinking about other people all the time. Like, I got goals and things that I gotta focus on. Why am I sitting there thinking about the next man and what he's doing? I should yeah. be focused on my own goals. And that's what I tell everybody whenever I have a conversation about you. I'll be like, dog, V Class is one of the most positive people I've met because. You only talk about growth. That's it. That's all you really only want to hear about. That's the only thing I understand, man. Like, bro, bro, I can tell you, bro, I came from having my mom's Dell computer with FL Studio 4 or 5 on it, bro, with my homeboy from in middle school. That's where I came from. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be the rapper. You see what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand, like, the process of how I got, got to this point. And I think if people truly understood the journey... <laughs> They'll know me a lot better, man. I've man, I got a story to tell. Like a lot of when it, and when it's time, it'll be told. But it's just like I've been through a shit ton of things, man. But I'm not crying. I'm not fucking whining because I don't give a fuck. All that shit that I've been through made me hard as a rock, man. It Damn really right. has. Like it made me better, you know. So that's what I stick to. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I gotta hit one pop culture topic. I know I said I was shying away from pop pop culture. Nah, hit it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, I seen a video yesterday, and I laughed and joked about it, but I don't think people thought it was funny what I said. Uh-huh. It was a video of uh, Offset. Uh, I don't know if you've seen his Breakfast Club interview. He was talking about how he hasn't seen his dad in like 23 years, but he's really been trying to reach out. He finally seen his dad, and he posted a video of them meeting for the first time, and they was hugging. Right. And I just, I kind of laughed about it when I seen it, and I had two of my homeboys in the car with me, and I just showed them. I was like... Boy, you see how much y'all love y'all daddies, boy? It's just so weird to me that y'all be 30 years old and still love y'all daddies. Yeah. I was joking. It was just Completely a joke. Completely joking. But, but you know, it's a lot of folks out here that had It, it hit home with them, bro. Yeah, so And a lot of people was like, a lot of people was like, well, I never met my dad. So it's just like, bruh. Yeah, it's a touchy It's a touchy It's touchy, dog. But I know, you meant, I know you meant well with it. You're just trying to get a laugh out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was completely joking, bruh. Like, I... I've met my dad before, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, a, a, a very cool guy. I never had anything bad to say I, about I, him whatsoever. I've always had bo- both parents. I was blessed to have both parents in the house. Yeah. Well, but, not always. My pops was a truck driver, but he was still in the house actively. Yeah. He, Dog, what made me think of this is because um, I grew up in a single parent household, and I didn't know my dad growing up like that. But I never had no bitterness toward him or no hate in me or even the same emotions that those guys have t- towards their father, right. I've never had it, bro. It was just something I never had, so it wasn't no big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, you're like, you're at the park and you see a kid with his dad and you're thinking like, damn, I got to throw this ball in the air and shit. But yeah. you get over that shit fast. That's what made me think about what you were saying. I have no excuses. I'm not going to sit here and be like, V-Class, the reason why I'm struggling right now is because I grew up without a dad. That shit doesn't even correlate to me. Yeah, because it's cause it's <laughs> almost like you're defining that one moment to define yourself. And then yeah. you got way more to you than just that. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, if a lot of people handle the situation that way, maybe they have a different outlook on it. You know, I, I've had a lot of friends that I love dearly that grew up without their fathers, Shit, you know, didn't have their fathers in their lives, you know, so I completely understand, like, the, the the concept of it and understand why people feel you know is emotional against it like i had my dad but mind you i didn't have my dad like every day uh-huh. like my pops came home on the weekends we chilled may have fixed my car whatever issues that i had you know like i but my dad give you a good ass laugh he's funny as shit you know what i mean but i didn't see him all the time i wish i would have seen him a little bit more but i didn't i i, I respected him because he gave me a hustle he gave me a mindset to be like, damn, my dad goes out and works in his truck every week. Some weeks he don't even come home on the weekends, but he's dedicated to making sure that we were straight. He's a truck driver? He's a truck driver. And I had no, I, I respect the fuck out of that shit. Like, I really do. Mm-hmm. So that's what where my hustle comes from. Because like I didn't have it when I was younger. And he tried to instill it in me in so many different ways. I was just trash. I didn't want to <laughs> just listen. I was bad as, like, not bad as hell, but I was bad at listening and following his direction a lot of times. So mm-hmm. he'll tell me stuff and then be like, one ear out the other. But now that I'm, I've grown older, I'm getting ready to be a father and I'm wanting to be an example. I'm glad to say that I got a good example. My pops mm-hmm. was a good example, you know? Yeah. My pops was a real good example. It's always it's always amazing to have that example, bro. Yeah. Because not... Um, not everybody has them, but at the same time, if you don't have them, there's always going to be that one person that you look up to in your life growing up. Right. That's why it's always weird for me to see grown ass men crying about their daddies. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I would want all of them to get help and to, to get you know closure with that, with that kind of stuff, but you can't let that define you because there's Correct. guys out here that's making six figures a year that don't, didn't have their dad in the house and they made, made it happen. So stop making excuses for yourself. Like my mother would tell me, uh, shut up and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Like fuck all that sensitive shit. You just gotta keep going, dog. Like I'm not gonna say you can't express yourself. Right. You can definitely express yourself, bro. Because it's healthy bro. too. It's like therapy. You gotta yeah, go. Yeah. You got to. You gotta let all that out. But at the same time, you don't let it weigh you down. Right. Let it out right. and move forward. I That's agree. what I mean about shut up and keep moving. Yeah, I agree. And and drink more water and sit in the damn sunlight. Like, <laughs> like I was saying that shit on Facebook the other day, being fun, but people thought I was being funny, but I was dead ass serious. Like, y'all don't drink enough water and y'all don't sit in that sun enough. Y'all don't get outside enough. Y'all, y- y'all so caught up in your terrible habits that you don't want to change anything. Go drink you some motherfucking water. Ain't it? Boy, when I, I, I lied to you not, bro. When I started drinking more water, my life changed. Me too. Well, I always been a water drinker my whole life. Uh, I used to drink a lot of soda when I was young. When I hit probably like 12, 13, I just couldn't drink soda no more just because of the acid. Yeah. I just couldn't drink it. But when I started drinking water a lot, I probably was like 20, 21. Everything was different. Your skin different. How you feel right. is different. And your diet too. Yeah, and a diet. And that's something that I'm um, working on getting into. Um, I want to... I. Truthfully, I want to do a plant-based diet, but I'm trying to walk myself into it because it's a very hard journey. Because, um, you know, when you've eaten meat for so long, you can't just go hard and just try to, you know, go cold turkey off of meat. So yeah. I have to kind of wean myself into it. So I kind of came up with this thing of where, because I, I, I was at Subway one day mm-hmm. and I wanted a salad, but I didn't want nothing heavy. And this is exactly what I fixed. I told her to cut me up some green peppers, let me get some spinach let me get some what was it cucumber 
and just let me get some tuna with some chipotle. Because I was basically making like a salad, but I didn't want nothing heavy on it. Man, that meal lasted me for the rest of the day. And it's, and it, on top of me drinking the water, I felt way better when I had a good, thick salad. Production. Yeah. It increases your production. Yeah, um, you're not overeating to the point of where like you're losing energy. Because you lose energy when you eat a lot. Yes, you weigh bro. yourself down. Bro, that's where I'm at right now. Like, I fell off my little... My little health journey real hard this year. Like last year, I was A1. I was in shape. I was all the way good. This year, I think I was on a fast food diet for mm -hmm. like two and a half months. Right. Where I've been feeling like shit lately, bro. I, I haven't been having any energy. I'd be tired as hell in the middle of the day. But uh, when I was just recently in Atlanta doing some work, um, they had a, a a vegan sandwich. It had like mushrooms, tomatoes, and maybe <laughs> some spinach or something. And bro. I ate it. It was so good. I love mushrooms, bro. Bro. I love mushrooms. Bro, that's why we got to go to Humana. Like Humana Tree has that yo, Philly that, that Philly cheese steak. Yo, I went with the, with the eggplant. That shit is amazing. Shout shout out to my shout out to my nigga Trues cuz I I got to give my nigga's Trues some credit like Trues got I, some amazing music too. I fuck yeah, with Trues music. Tr Trues I never met him before, but real nigga. I fuck with him. Yo, Trues it walked me into getting the sandwich there because it was like the, it was supposed to be like the plant-based pulled pork kind of sandwich. Uh-huh. Man, that motherfucking sandwich was so damn yeah, good. Yeah, you talking about the uh, the Philly cheesesteak joint? It was you got to be talking about it. I don't think it was Philly cheesesteak. Oh, you said it was a sandwich. Yeah, okay, it, it was a pulled pork. It, but I don't think it was like the pulled pork one because it was the round bun. Okay, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. bro. When I tell you, man, that sandwich was so good, man. The one I'm talking about, I think it's a Philly cheesesteak kale salad. And instead of, of course, instead of meat, I think it's eggplant. And the juices is always good. And mm -hmm. I always try to get the juice, at least one juice. I think I get the, um, what is it, the Green Goddess? The Green Goddess and the, the, I forgot, the Jamaican something. That one's amazing also. Yeah, and it's one with like carrot juice that's good too. Mm -hmm. But I say that to say this, like the plant-based, when I walk into it doing it, it's not bad. It's not hard. It's just you got to be disciplined enough to do it. And I had to get to a point to where I wanted to do it. So now, like, I'm going to tell you what really gave, what really messed me up with it. I had cookout the other night, and I suggest nobody eat cookout at 3 in the morning. Cause let I me do it you, all the time after a long bro, night of drinking. Bro, that was not good for me. I woke up that next morning. You know, I'm wifey pregnant, so, you know... I'm catching the morning sickness and shit. Like, <laughs> and bro, I threw up everything. I don't, for real, bro. It was terrible. Like, it was, I definitely, it's, it's, it's just, the fast food is just too much, man. It's just, I got to a point where it's like, nah, I'm bro, way better than this. I could do better than this eating, you know? Bro, let me tell you how bad it is with, uh, with, with my diet right now. Yeah. So, um, I'll go like two weeks without drinking. I I used to drink a lot. But Al alcohol. Yeah. But um maybe like the last two years I've slowed down on drinking a lot. So I'll go like two weeks without drinking and then I'll be kicking it with my homeboys and I'll drink on like a Saturday night. Yeah. I'll get real drunk though. I'll wake up in the morning time. I I'll have a little hangover. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll drink in the daytime. Okay. And that daytime will turn to me drinking at night. So then, and I, I mean like shit the whole time. I mean burgers. I mean hot wings. Cause I'm going right. out the whole time. I'm I'm doing all this drinking gotcha. because I I used to be somebody that would drink in the house and chill. Now I'm just more so like a social drinker. I just drink when I'm with people. Like I don't even buy bottles anymore. Right. So um, so a, a whole weekend of drinking will turn into me waking up on Monday morning late for whatever I have to do. On top of that, feeling like shit. 
That will turn into Tuesday, I will wake up feeling sluggish as hell and tired throughout the whole day. Then Wednesday, I will start rejuvenating. Yeah. And that's that's completely the alcohol and on top of that, my diet and me getting older and my metabolism not being able right. to recover and, for and, me. And, and that's one thing that I started to realize. Yeah, I just hit 30, bro. So, like, now I I look at the path to 40 a little different because I don't yeah. want to because I fucked up a lot in my 20s. And physically, I would like to be a lot in a lot better shape when I'm 40 years old. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's it's crazy, man. This food that we're eating, man, this, this bread and all these starches and shit, it's not good. A lot of people don't even understand how bad bread is for you. You do not need a lot of bread and pasta. Yeah, you don't. Like, you, if not at all. You know, yeah. like, because, like I said, anything white, anything like sugar or flour... You don't need any of that shit. Like, you just need to make sure that you add the right foods in your body. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because there's vegetables and there's plants that give you protein, too. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that. You just got to be able to find it. Like gotta... eggplant. I was just talking about right, eggplants. Right. And I like eggplant. I like fried eggplants. Mm-hmm. You know, I eat it. And I'm willing to take that step now to do it. And, like, me and the wife was talking about it, and we definitely want to do that now. Bro, for, so for the next two weeks, I'm doing a... A vegan diet, and I'm gonna do, I think, a 24 hour uh, water cleanse where I'm where I'm only drinking water for 24 hours. I'm not gonna eat anything, bro. Please, I've been doing an intermittent fast for the last two three. That's weeks. how I lost weight last year. Yeah. Last year, around not last year, but the year before, around November December, I weighed like a little over 240 pounds. Right, and I started doing intermittent fasting for like four or five months. I dropped maybe. 30 pounds. And all you're really doing is not eating as much as you ate before. That's all it is. I think people kind of... And it's giving your body a time to break to break everything down. Damn. So if you're only eating between 1 and 5 o'clock, that gives your body hours to process all that food, break it down. And it just, it makes you feel so much better. Like, yeah. um, I, I'm going to be honest, though. It makes you hungry as hell. Like, whenever I'm yeah. eating clean, yeah. my metabolism goes crazy, and yeah. I'm just breaking shit down so fast. I'm hungry yeah. all day. And the water's your best friend because it's keeping you... It's not necessarily suppressing the hunger, but it's keeping your, your body balanced to where it could cleanse out or take things out that's in it that needs to be released. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, fail at recognizing that. So it's a real important thing that you drink a lot of water. And like I said, sunlight. Going outside, sitting in the sun, the sunlight gives you natural energy. And that's for anybody that's creative, please, I don't care what you do. Get out of the studios. Get outside. Go to the gym. Exercise. Do do shit like that because it's important to your body for you to be productive. Like, you can't be productive being one of these guys that's in the studio all day smoking, doing... Like, you could... Not saying that that Turn person... Turn into Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> but not saying like you not saying that you're not gonna do good work uh-huh. but in a sense to where like yo you really gotta slow down and 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 think about yourself a little bit more you know what i'm saying and yeah. think about you, yourself and other people see a lot of people don't realize that you know but mm-hmm. like i said the simple things water the sunlight and like i said getting fresh air taking deep breaths meditating all of those things will save you from a lot of shit i was uh i was just talking about this yesterday in uh I think earlier uh, we were talking about vacations. Yeah. Bro, whenever I take me a nice trip like to the beach, I smoke cigars. And I know I, I'm, I, I'll sit here and beef hard about weed, beef hard <laughs> about <laughs> about overeating, yeah. but I smoke cigars. That's people's number one thing to, to, to beat me up against the head about. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go to the beach. I'll... 
cut my cigar, I'll light it. I'll just be looking That's at the vice, sun though. drop. Yeah, I, I, dog, it just it puts me in a whole nother mind frame. So by the time I come back home from this trip, bro, I just feel so rejuvenated that I'm ready to tackle everything, bro. Right. Like it's it's where it takes me mentally, and and it, I think that's what you were saying about the sunlight thing. Like just right. get out and see other things, and it takes you to another space creatively. Right, because like if 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 like if I go and because a lot of the producers that I you know, look up to, admire, and speak to. They're always doing other things than music. They know that they're good at their skill, but they recognize that they have to learn things in culture to to actually grow and to actually live in general. Like, like yeah, I want to go see the Avengers movie. Yeah, I want to go down to humanity. I actually seen food. it last night too. How was it? Don't give it away, but how was it? Oh, no spoilers. You haven't seen it. Uh, whew, I can't. Get, uh, I can't give no spoilers. Um, overall. I didn't like it. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I grew up a comic book nerd. Right. So take the comic books out of it. The movie overall, I didn't like it because it was really lovey dovey. Oh shit! Talking about a comic book movie being lovey dovey, I don't care what anybody says. That movie was lovey dovey. The uh the last hour of it was fucking amazing though, but it was a three hour movie. Damn, I, I I'm I'm kind of up and down with it because a lot of people a lot of people were telling me to go see it. I still want to go see it. I don't even know what uh, what other movies is playing at the theater that's even worth watching right now because I hadn't really been keeping up with it. Probably none. Shazam. Hmm. Who's in that? Oh, it's, it's a superhero movie. And it was some. It was another movie. What, what what's the girl's name that's in um that's in Blackish? The young girl that she got a movie coming out now. Oh, I know Wait, what you're talking um, about. Regina Hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, what is her name? I can't call it, but I, I want to see that movie either. that she's that she's. Um, oh, but it was a lot of it was a lot of good movies coming out later in the opening credits. Of course, you know about uh, Lion King. Yeah, they Lion, got King. Lion King. They got a new uh, Men in Black coming out. Yeah, you it's know, Bad actually, Boys is coming out too. Bad Boys Three is coming out. What else they had? They had a couple good trailers. They had some stuff in there I wanted to see. I can't remember all of them, but it was a couple real good ones. I'm gonna tell you, bro, like. With me, I like watching movies now. You know, we edit film, you know, at school. You know what I mean? I went to Full Sail, and yeah. that's the big thing. Like, film is a big thing Bro, for school. You know what's crazy? When I was watching Avengers last night, I, I could not just stop thinking and trying to figure out how they added all those effects to the movie. Bro, it's it's <laughs> it's really... Man, when you got... When you understand, like, programs and the effects... You start to realize like it's a lot of simple shit that that could be done, and that's what I started realizing. Like I, I like going to listen to different shit. That's why I listen to podcasts. That's why I listen to music. That's why I mm-hmm. listen to you know or watch movies. Expanding your mind. Yeah, because you're getting to get ideas for what you do. You know what I mean? And you start to grow a better ear for things too. You like you know when something sounds dope, and you know when it's something sounds subpar. You know what I mean? So, bro. Uh, since I start podcasting, though, dog, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for putting me on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is dope. Amazing, bro. Yeah. I love Joe Rogan. Uh, my favorite podcast is Joe Budden, though. But I actually didn't listen to his podcast today because I have a rule. If 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 I'm recording that day, I don't listen to any podcast that day. Yeah, so you can keep I don't your content be, fresh. Yes, yeah. I do not want to be influenced by any topics that they talk about. I want my I want my podcast to be strictly original. But, bro, since I've been on these podcasts real hard, I've been shying away from music. Yeah. And sometimes you do, like, even even with me, when I read or I do my audiobooks, 
it's way better for me to not do music or not focus on it because I'm going to really be distracted with so many ideas because I'm trying to get myself out of the point of bouncing around to doing different things over and over. I'll try to stay focused on what I'm doing and get it completed because I have a real hard time doing that. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm reading my books or if I'm doing something to where, like, it's going to be a distraction, I just try to eliminate it so I can stay focused on the goal, you know? Yeah. I'm, um... And honestly, dog, ain't no music came out that I really love lately. Lately? What Especially came? this year right here. All right, I give it the offset, bro. That clout record is banging. I love it. It is. Shit. When I first heard it, I hated it. That but shit hit. Yeah, dog. Like, it's he got catchy. one, bro. Like, he got but, one. But, bro, got you one. know what I think it is nowadays? I think it's the videos. I think everyone needs to start releasing. So, yeah, the visuals the songs. is coming back. Like, yeah. you remember, like, visuals is, was popular. Everything's starting to look time. like Hype Williams type videos, right. bro. Right. Like, now it's like it's getting to that point where you're going to see a lot more content creators be a mm -hmm. little bit more creative with what they're doing. But, like, yo, that video off. When I, when I saw, when I heard the song, I liked the song. But I liked the song even more after I saw the video. Cause yeah. that shit was hard. Like the way he got the break, the his dreads done with like like Busta Rhyme and shit. Yeah. And then Cardi kind of got these different images and shit, and she looking all good. Like that shit was dope. Bro, the first video he put out for that album was fucking amazing too. The one where he raked the car mm -hmm. and like it's the whole little it transitions through the whole thing and the camera's basically going like that. That shit's amazing, bro. Right. I wouldn't. I don't know though. You know, I just started videography, so. I, I probably got years before I get to that level. Type Not shit. even, bro. You want to know? You you just need what did they say? Ten thousand hours. Mm -hmm. You just need ten thousand hours to become an expert, man. You just go hard at it. Where I'm at, I'm probably at like what twenty or thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> bro. I think I think I just got my camera maybe what two months ago. I might have got my camera two months ago. I don't even think it's been two months yet, bro. Yo, hey. Bro, but I'm learning hard. Like yeah. the post I put on Facebook today, I was talking about how uh, I think today was my graduation day from YouTube University. I graduated with a 5.0. Hey, bro, you're doing <laughs> it. You're doing it. And like I said, once you, because you know they have all kind of groups and shit for like Facebook too. I think a lot of people don't realize that like SoundCloud has a big massive group mm -hmm. that you, that you, it's, I think it's called with a SoundCloud Unchained. But you yeah. got you got to be added in by somebody. You can't. You, it ha you have to be a member to be added in. But um, yo, it's so many different groups out there for you to actually learn from content creators. It's ridiculous. It's almost bro. No watching excuses. other people's content inspires the hell out of me. Also, because right. you get to see what they're doing, but you kind of put your own twist on it to understand, like, okay, why does the like you like you know what I notice about a lot of videos, good videos, like anytime I watch Curtis King beats videos, every time I watched it, the quality of his videos just up. It went up each and every time. Like, yeah, that's what I pride myself in also. When he started, you could see that he didn't have so much. But the time went on and he kept investing. He kept investing. He finally got the right camera. Yeah. And when I tell you those Bro, video qualities was told, amazing. I just told my homeboy in Atlanta. He uh, he did a podcast with me. And that's that was back when I was using my cell phone. I got a fucking, I think it was an iPhone 7. Now I got an iPhone XR. Right. But then I was just using the iPhone 7. I had my iPhone 7, I had my tripod, and I had a mount, put the phone there. It gave me a decent little video, but it wasn't all that. Right. And um, and, and I was showing him now because uh, he was there, and I had my camera, of course. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, ain't it crazy? I used to shoot videos on iPhones. Now I got a camera, and like you can really tell the difference. Like I was like, you literally seen me go from nothing 
to a little something. Yeah, and it's only gonna get better from here. Exactly, it's only gonna get better. Hashtag that. It's only gonna get better. Yes. So like, I might put that on a T-shirt. Yo, I I put it on there with you, bro. But <laughs> yo, honestly, man, like people need to realize like the the importance of investing in yourself is is way more than just the dollar amount. Yeah, it's, it's more, more than money, dog. It's way more than money. Like you can make a meal today. Oh, you can make a meal today and shit, it may not even be worth anything. You know what I'm saying? The next five to six months from now, if you depend on how you spend it. But people get so caught up in just that idea alone, the the dollar amount that they, they become slaves to it. You become slave you become a slave at not wanting to spend twenty dollars on this and that because you don't believe in yourself enough to do it. You know? So yeah, bro. A, a lot of people don't even understand business like at all, bro. Like when people hear the word you own a business or you have a business, they think of, oh, you're free to do whatever you want. You get Man, to do this, you get to do like that. that. That's not, not what it is. It's still a job. But the thing about the <laughs> the best thing about business is the self-satisfaction. It's basically like a kid. You're watching something grow from nothing into something. Then on top of that, it's it's yours. It's your own. Right. And then it, it it's something that makes you happy. Working someone else's business and let's say you up the sales for the month, you don't really see that. Right. But for you, you see that. It's just something that just makes you ultimately happy. I know I always say I hate that word happy, but yeah. It it makes you feel good having having your own. Yeah. Because honestly, I haven't I haven't worked a nine to five job consistently in years, bro. And the uh, the times that I have worked a nine to five job, I didn't last long. I'm just not in a, a good space mentally for it. Yeah, to work for somebody else. Like some people are better working for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I've always had a job, but like I said, this has always been my side hustle. Like selling beats and you know mixing or whatever. That always been my side hustle. Even though like I wasn't good at it, I still made it a business. I made it my business to invest in myself to get better. Yeah, and that's the path that you got to choose. Like. When you choosing to do something creative, you ultimately want to know that you're going to get better at it. So you got to be able to take, or even if you saved a little bit of money, let's go back into saving. Like it, you, you know, okay, this week you may sold three or four beats, or you may sold three or four t-shirts, or you might have sold, you know, wrist brands, or you sold tickets to a show, whatever the case may be, and you now make this money. This money now has to go into something that's going to help you grow even further than you were before. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance of money. Like to me right now, you know, it's like all kinds of ways that people are paying cryptocurrency, you know, people got credit cards and all kind of other stuff going. So mm-hmm. you just kind of got to know like every, every resource that you have is to get you to the next goal. It's not to you can't like bury yourself into in the idea of thinking that money is gonna solve all your problems. You can have a meal today and that shit is going to five months, like I said, bro. Like Exactly. And bro, I think that's what a lot of people issue is. Um, whenever they start something, they fuck up by trying to monetize every single thing they do. And, Some and things just just it's it's bigger than money. Yeah, sometimes you can't try to you can't try to capitalize off of it. As soon as you hit, because yeah. like even now, I could upload beats. I might not capitalize on any of these beats for the next six months, but who's to say if my consistency doesn't keep up six months from now, I'm gonna gain way more information than I had here if I applied myself. Mm-hmm. So 
I say that to say this. I'm not worrying about not making a dollar right now. I'm not worrying about like people not buying beats and not being supportive. I'm looking for the ones who are and who's interested. And like I said, I've been getting a hell of a lot of love from people that's all over the world, Spain, Paris, um, Dubai, like that do music, hear my work, and they're like, yo, shit, I like your stuff, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like genuinely just coming to me, letting me know. And that feels good to know that I'm reaching people rather than I'm just reaching people just to take money and then to lose that customer. Nah, I want something long term. More than the money, bro. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. More than the money, dog. Everybody thinks it's only about the money. Money this, money that, woo woo woo. And I used to be like that, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think I started making a switch. We all been like maybe that. Maybe three years ago. Yeah, we all been like that. I've. I've had to, I've been under pressure to the point of where, and I'm still under pressure to the point sometimes where I feel like I need money. But if you manage your money right and you get yourself organized and you just follow up on all your actions, how could you fail? Bro, my my number one goal right now is to turn what I like doing into capital. But this is what I've been learning too. There's more than one revenue stream. If you want to win, you got to have at least seven different types of revenue streams. Property is most definitely one of them. You know what I'm saying? If you have something Every that you're billionaire good at, is a real estate is into real estate, excuse me. Right. So if like I'm we in the podcast and it's cool. You know what I'm saying? But we go into the stuff that's going to actually get us the money to pay bills. And when you have different businesses doing different things, like that's why you see Ti and Tiny got that nail salon and mm-hmm. they got different businesses. They're got doing the TV out. Show, shows. Like they're they're stretching their hands far enough so that way they can reach the bag. And I think a lot of people limit themselves by the things that they're not going to do. The motherfuckers that's not going to do what they're supposed to do for their careers, they're going to be sitting right here ten years from now. It's just yeah. going to be what it is. But the people that's making the decisions to decide, hey, I'm going to take these steps and make that leap, is the ones who win. And it's crazy to me that, like, I'm 30 years old, but there's a kid that's 18 years old that's making six figures doing what I do. You know how much motivation that is for me now? Bro, I had that same I had that same little epiphany the other day. Um, shout out 1K Moments. He was shooting a video for Native Sounds. I didn't even say anything to him. But I was just watching him shoot that video, and we all was just having a conversation. And Quelo told me he was like, he was like, Slim, he's 21 years old, bro. And I was like 21. You know what I was doing at 21? Getting drunk, fucking stupid assholes. Mm -hmm. That's all I cared about at 21 years old. And this man is running around here with a camera shooting music videos, paying his bills off of it. And it's 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 all about priorities and perspective. What you what you put as a priority, what you put first. And when you you can't beat a man with a mission. A man with a mission is gonna fucking win. That's just that's just what it is. Correct. If you got a mission and you're gonna you staying on your grind, you're gonna win. But if you're not, you're gonna see time, you know, fall away from you. Not saying that you're 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 losing, but you got to put things into perspective. Like that's why people are at different levels of doing things because of the choices they had or the life events that may have occurred that stopped them from doing certain things. Mm-hmm. That happens, you know. If you watch the pursuit of happiness, you seen Will Smith went through hell. You know what I mean? So yeah, it it is what it is. You got to just kind of. Roll those, you know, roll the ball. Yeah, I like what you said too. You can't be the man on the mission. You can't. That's how I feel, bro. Nobody can stand in my way yeah. whatsoever. And let's put this into perspective too. Um, and and I know, like I said, I'm in a competitive business, but I have no competition. Nobody Correct. can't compete with V Class. There's no motherfucker in this world that can compete with me but me. 
Yeah. That's just how I feel. That's point. how I feel too. But it gets to the point, and I'm pretty sure you have this issue also. It gets to the point where you start feeling like you're your own worst enemy, and yeah. I start battling myself. Yeah. I do that shit every day, bro. Like but it's I beat a way myself to up. Yourself. Yeah, I beat myself up to the point where I'd be like, okay, I'm not gonna put this out because this wasn't good enough. I know I could have did better. Yep. And that's where you fail. Yeah. Because when you stop right there, when you stop right there, you be like, nah, I ain't gonna do it. That's when you're gonna look back and be like, damn, man, I just didn't get nothing completed. Because I had beat block for like about three weeks. Uh-huh. And the whole reason was behind me having beat block was because I didn't like the quality of the beats that I was making. Not that they weren't good beats. They didn't sound like they were good beats. Yeah. So I got you. Now that I got the sound that I wanted and I'm choosing to make it better, now things are starting to fall in place a little bit more, and I got a little bit more confidence behind what I do. Bro, you know um, what really got me out of that, and like as far as battling myself? The first episode I put out of my podcast, I hated that fucking episode. Yeah. Couldn't stand that episode. I hated mine too. But I loved it because I was with, with a good friend of mine, but I hated it because I, I didn't like the quality of it. Yeah, see, me, it wasn't even the quality. I didn't like the subject matter. I didn't like anything about it. I played it for a couple people, and they was like, Slim, you don't like it, everybody else is going to like it. So this is the journey I went through with this. So I said I wasn't going to put it out. I started doing my own podcast, and like, you know what? I'm going to just put it out and see and, and just, you know, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Put it out. It did really well. I got a lot of feedback from it. And then I started to notice, I was like, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. But I still don't feel good about it. So right. so now I'm at a place where I'm making content for me. I'm no longer making content for other people. Yeah, and that's what I had to do. So that I'm glad you said that. So it's I, I had a big issue, and I still got a big issue nowadays with people sending me other producers great work. Shout out to all the great producers out there. You're sending me their work to remake. I hate doing that shit. I'm going to be 100 with y'all. I hate remaking other people's beats. I like doing my own shit and what I'm comfortable doing. Like, I don't mind having to learn how to do something. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Or learning how, how to make something based off of what somebody else did. But if I can't truly be true to myself with doing music, then I'm not going to be doing it off the strength of, oh, I, I want this type of beat. I need this to be done. Nah, I'm going to go off of my bounce and what I think you need. Because that's what Pharrell does. That's what Timbaland does. Timbaland don't go... He never went online and said... I want to make a a a, 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 a Travis Scott type beat. Nothing, yeah. Not knocking nobody that makes type beats because I understand that there's a concept behind it. But there's also producers out here who has really original content as well. And I feel like I'm one of them. And I'm going to always feel like that because I work hard enough to get to this point to understand that. And like I say, man, like I get tired of trying to like make other people shit and like, nah, that's why I want to make original stuff, make stuff that I'm feeling that I based off of the influence that I want to take in, that I want to inherit. So, yeah, that's me going off on a tangent. But no, 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 I'm with you because it's yeah. about, dog, it's just like what we talked about earlier when we was out eating. Right. Like, um, you, at the end of the day, you have to make decisions for what's going to help you sleep well at night. Yeah. Me, me doing things that's outside of my character or outside of my... I don't even want to say comfort zone, just yeah. outside of something that would make me happy. Yeah. Does not make me, it, does, it It just doesn't help me sleep good at night. Right. Bro. And it's not the fact of it being uncomfortable for me to do. Yeah, I could do it. It may not be exactly like what that producer done, but yeah, I could get pretty damn close. But I don't want to have to feel like I have to amount myself to something because now if I'm trying to make something, that means that I have a ladder to fill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just doing it for money. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather get to a point where I'm creating some content. 
people are hearing it be like, damn, that's different. I like it. What do you want for it? You know what I'm saying? Or how could I get that? Like it's it, it's it's the energy's different when it's original content. Yeah. The the energy's the same if 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 I try to follow and do what everybody you else can is tell doing. something that's forced also. Right, and I don't for, I don't like forcing shit. Like I definitely don't force shit no more, especially yeah. with beats. Like. I don't force beats. I don't force relationships with people. I don't force any of that shit. Like, I let it come natural. Yeah. I kind of feel like early on starting out podcasting, I was really forcing things. Like, I was going after hot topics and mm -hmm. shit like that. And, and that's what most people just, would do. Yeah. But, you know, because I was just trying to figure out podcasting. But mm -hmm. I learned that it just wasn't me. Like, what I'm doing right now is me, dog. I like sitting around with people that's like-minded as me and just having an open conversation over a microphone. And that's where the growth comes in. And not to knock anybody that that makes tight beats or anything like that or do, do do music like you know that resembles somebody else because you gotta learn from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like when I started out when I was fourteen, I didn't have much musical influences. The first album I cracked open in my life was Tupac All Eyes on Me. A lot of people don't know that. That's the first album I cracked open. It was my mom's mom CD. Mm -hmm. And. That, that, That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, one of mine too. It's a double disc. Matter of fact, when when you got the double disc at that time, the CD was white. It wasn't black. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Of, yeah. A lot of people don't yeah, realize that. I know. But either which way. So I say that to say this: like when you when you're starting out on your path, yeah, you're gonna have influences, but eventually those influences are not gonna fade away, but they're gonna encourage you to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like I look up the Curtis King beats. Is Curtis? Me and Curtis is probably close to the same age. I think Curtis is like thirty four. I just turned thirty, but I look up to him because he has good work. I like his content, and he's 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 motivational. He motivates me to do some of the same things. But are our approaches going to be the same? Completely? Nah, it's not. Yeah. But I can learn from him because he 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 gives you his tips on what to do, and now I can take his tips and just add it into what I'm doing. And there goes my influence. That that's that's how I kind of grow, and that's how I kind of keep the balance, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a, a situation where I think I said something on my podcast as far as influences, and I was talking about Joe Rogan. Like, right. you know, I always talk about Joe Rogan. I say like my goal ultimately is to be like the black Joe Rogan. And somebody that does podcasts, I think they heard me say that, and, and they said it on their podcast, and were like, I hate when people say like they want to be like this podcast or something like that. You should only want to be yourself. But I don't think they understand that. Like the analogy people, of what you Yeah, made. it's just an analogy. I'm just, I'm basically just saying this, this is who's at the top, and that's who, that's where I want to get to. It's not that I want to be Joe Rogan, because obviously I don't talk about the things Joe Rogan talks about. Right. Obviously. Right. <laughs> Even though we do have some common interests, like as far as like... Uh, his view on 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 health, like we were talking about intermittent fasting. Right. I like intermittent fasting. I'm not a meat and veggie eater like him. I I I uh, I use carbs as fuel. I don't think he fucks with carbs at all. Right. I think he only eats healthy carbs like sweet potatoes and shit. Right. But yeah, and I love I love animals. Same type wild animals. He fucks with like I'm actually going to uh, Cancun for my birthday. Oh really? Yes, and I'm going to the jungle and I'm fucking with the monkeys. Damn. Yeah, bro. I fuck with monkeys. Monkeys and lions. I fuck with them. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, Damn. that's my type that of shit. That sounds like fun, man. Yeah, dog. It's gonna be it's gonna be straight, bro. I'm gonna get some four wheelers and I'ma just haul ass in the jungle. 
and bullshit. I'm I'm a recorder vlog, so you'll see the whole thing. Oh, that's dope. oh, I'm yeah. You, got, every time you do something going out of town, it always be epic. So I know you are gonna make it work, bro. I'm 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 real good at this vlogging now, man. I've I, been playing with. I don't know if you seen my 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 temper vlog. I was just joking around with that shit, and it turned out good as fuck. Now I really know how to vlog. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be doing both of those. Um, I'm gonna be doing a blog, and it's gonna be based on my website. I'm gonna be doing a blog like all the time, just kind of giving gems and you know, based off of shit that I talk about mm-hmm. and the shit that I'm into. But I'm definitely gonna start a blog because I feel like it's important now to people to to get to know me a little bit more deeper. So a, a content blog, is key. Yeah, content is key, and you know, more information people have, the more comfortable they get with you. So, I'm definitely doing that now. Definitely yeah. doing that. Yeah, dog. It's like whatever you can get out there, people just really enjoy it. And like we was talking about earlier, people just really want an inside scoop on on your life. And like, I have no problem with showing people my life. I know everybody isn't just like one of them nosy people that just really want to see what you got going on and want to judge you and stuff like that. I think some people are just really interested in it and, and, and see it as entertainment. And I'm perfectly fine with that, bro. I do not mind giving people some binoculars to, to view my life. Cause I think my life is pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I do some things that's interesting for for the most part. I'm pretty boring. Like you might catch me at the house reading. <laughs> <laughs> I might be sipping on some yak or some Bruh, whiskey like and smoking too, a stogie. Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't be with a whole bunch of people. Like I don't hang out often, man. Like I have the most fun when I'm at the studio with my guys. Like yeah, yeah. Like I don't I don't go everywhere like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but I do like to experience things. So like me and me and my um one of my my friends was talking today. And we were talking about like how we never really go to amusement parks as adults. Like she t- told me the last time that she's been to an amusement park, and I was like, "Damn, you ain't been since then. I ain't been since this time. We need to just actually go." And like me, I'm afraid to go on rides sometimes. Oh, but, I don't fuck with heights at all, so I'm with you. But there's, but the, you know how you get around certain people that like they talk you into getting on yeah. that ride. Boy, when I was in high school, they used to do me like that all the time. So now. It's like I want to get back that same feeling because it's getting out of the fear now. It's getting out of being afraid to do things. Bro, you know the rush people get from like roller coasters and shit? Yeah. I don't experience that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit feels like death, bro. Hey, bro. I that shit you, feels I, like death. I can tell you a ride that I love up to this day. Shout out Universal Studios. The Incredible Hulk. When they had it when I was in high school. I don't know what they got now, but the Incredible Heart was the uh, most amazing ride I ever got on. But I was scared. Describe the ride. How does it go? Okay, I'm going to start the experience from when you start at the bottom because you got to get to the top to get the ride. So we in the line. It's hot. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. The closer and closer I get to the top, the more I'm trying to talk myself out of doing this shit. But you know, yeah. you're around your partners and your partner's like, man, you can't suck out. You suck out. You, you We ain't hanging with your ass no more type vibes. So it's just like, all right, I got to get on this ride, bro. I get on the ride. I sit in the chair. Bruh, I just didn't know what to think. Man, that motherfucker ride started going and going and going. Bruh, I went on that shit three times. I don't know what drove me to do that shit. Like, and I'm a terrified Was of this it like shit. a sense of accomplishment by you facing right. a fear? Yeah, because now I stepped on that other side and I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Like, it was another ride that was there. It was the Mummy ride. And the Mummy ride was way scarier than the fucking Incredible Hulk shit because it's dark. They take you into a dark room 
and you see what I think it's like a mummy or or like a a, a skull or something, and it's on fire, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden when it disappeared, the ride starts. Yeah, like that shit was like scary as hell. Like, but by the time I got to the end of it and I realized it wasn't that long, I was like, oh shit, man, I could do this shit again. Man, bro, let me tell you my uh roller coaster stories. I got two of them. I'm gonna make them brief. Um, I'll tell the funnier one second. So the first one, I think I was at Six Flags. I never get on rides when when I go to amusement parks. I just go with my family. We walk around. Only one of my brothers enjoy rides. Right. He gets on rides by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll shoot basketball and win them some prizes. Yeah. And we'll go home. Yeah. <laughs> well, today I was just I was just feeling bold, and I brought my homeboy with me that loves roller coasters. So I'm just like, man. And I had just moved here in this area, and me and him had really just met. So I just really was on some like. I'm going to show him, you know, I can do whatever he can do. Right. Type stuff. Because we used to be real competitive, like playing ball together, shit like that. Right. Bro, we stood in line for that Superman ride at Six Flags. Ooh, I had shit. to just keep it real, bro. We got to the front, to the uh, things. I didn't even sit down. I just walked smooth across the car. It <laughs> went to the outdoor. Oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't even say nothing, bro. He was looking at me like, Slim, where you going? And I was just like, oh, nah, I got to use the bathroom, bro. Hell no. <laughs> Bruh, so, okay, second story. Bruh, I'm living in Germany at the time. It was a theme park called Holiday Park. Um, We get on the ride. It's the first ride you come into when you walk into the park. Mm-hmm. It's this big, tall tower, and it has these, these boats you sit in with these naked mermaids on the front of them. Right. It, it goes in the air. It just spins around. That's right, all it right. does. I'm sitting. My mom... Her husband at the time and my brothers are sitting in one car. I'm sitting in a car with a German couple. Right. I'm sitting in there. I'm not paying no attention. I'm playing my Game Boy. That thing start going high in the air. I'm still not paying no Shit. attention. Bro, I'm playing my Game Boy. I just so happened to turn the Game Boy off and look up. And I'm all the way in the air and I'm spinning. Bro, I tried to Fuck. jump out that motherfucker. I stood up and was like, I started panicking. Like, I started having a panic attack. Yeah, and a German yeah. man grabbed me and was like, what are you doing? He just grabbed me and just held on to me, bro. I was scared as a motherfucker. After that, I was like, bro. I got scared. So I just <laughs> Bro, I was scared as hell, bro. And I was only <laughs> like, I think I was like 10 years old. I was either 9 or 10. Wow. Bro, I was scared as a motherfucker. I'm sweating goddamn thinking about yeah. that motherfucking ride. Yeah, bro. Bro, I don't fuck with heights, dog. Matter yeah. of fact, I went to a castle in Germany. And it probably was just as high as that ride. I'm, I'm and we t- was walking I'm t- around the top. I I'm going to tell you this. Way. This is how I got over um, my fear of heights. And I am I still got somewhat of a fear of heights, but it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. I used to work um, in cable. I used to work for Wild Cable. Yeah. And I used to do installs. I did installs for like six months. Bro, I lied to you not. I hated getting on that fucking ladder. I did. <laughs> I fucking hated that shit. They took us to training. I eventually by the time i got the training i was already good at the ladder because i had like three four weeks to get on it to tie off to learn how to you know use the tools and equipment mm-hmm. but bro the more jobs that i got with ladders the better i got at climbing them motherfuckers the better i got at positioning them positioning them to get to where i needed to get to and that's how i overcame my fear of heights so i'm not as scared to be up in high places now if i could know if i knew how to control how i am when i'm up yeah. there Bro, yeah. my fear of heights is kind of weird because it's one of them things where it's like, I'm not scared of ladders. I, I've mm-hmm. got on ladders. I be doing the fireman shit. I can take a ladder, climb up, pull my ladder up, put it on top of that roof, climb up, and I, I don't think nothing of it. I'm not scared of airplanes. I mm-hmm. fly often. 
But for some reason, them roller coasters, I just feel like my life is in jeopardy. And it's like, it, and I think it's because of the movement. Like, yeah, that's like, what it is. It's, it's kind of like and shit. it's kind of like life. If you think about life in a sense, to where life takes you for different twists and turns, mm -hmm. and some of the angles and and the movements we make is scary, but. On the other side of it, there's some type of like perseverance that you have to have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's it's gonna be some reward for it. You know? So like that's how I look at stuff. Like when I look at a roller coaster ride, or I look at something that's difficult or something that is uncomfortable, I look at it as an opportunity. You know? Yeah, that is how life is, though. Yeah, it's, take you on them loops, take you on them yeah, turns. Yeah, life would definitely take you on those turns, boy. I'm excited. I'm excited about life, though, bro. Like. Yeah, like I'm one of them people like now that I've started to realize like how important it is and I got purpose to be here, now I'm one of those people that man, hell yeah, I want to do some fun shit. I want to go out. I want to experience because uh -huh. I don't want to I don't want to miss it. Nah, I don't want to be 50 being like, oh shit, man, I should have did this when I was 30. Yeah, like, that's fun? what our parents always want us to understand too. Like yeah. go after your opportunities now while you're young so you don't have those regrets growing up. My yeah. mom always told me that, bro. But now I feel like I'm just... Dog, I'm at the point in my life now where I embrace being down because I know what's ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And most people, like, this is the time where they fold and that's when the suicide rate goes up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But somebody like me, this is the time where I figure myself out the most. Yeah, and that's the problem with a lot of people today. They don't get to know themselves enough and they make up that's a the lot biggest of... Problem. They, they make up a lot of excuses for themselves. And I think when you rid yourself of excuses and you don't give yourself an opportunity to give up or to second guess, mm -hmm. that's when you start to see things change and you start to see more success. You can't see success with sitting on your ass. Yeah. It's, just not, it's just not possible. Bro, it's so sad for me to watch people that I know that are that are in our age group and they're still trying to figure out who they are as people and they're not even close to even starting to figure out. I feel so bad for those and people. And you can't, and this is the key, you can't figure it out unless you have experience or Correct. or go places. So if you haven't done something, go learn how to do something. Like you want to learn how to go get some money, figure out how to get around somebody who knows how to get some money. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you. But if you sit around trying to wait for somebody to give you that opportunity to show you how to do it and to, and to tell you, oh, you know what I mean? Like anything I do, I'm doing, anybody else can do. But are they going to put in as much work as me? Fuck no, because people is lazy as shit. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to take the time. Yeah. But they can do it. You know what I'm saying? They just have to believe in themselves enough. And mm -hmm. I think that's the problem with folks nowadays. Like if they saw and they realized their potential... They'll they'll go a lot further than where they're actually at now. Yeah, a lot of people scared to step out that box though, bro. Yeah. I have conversations with people all the time as far as like business and shit goes. Yeah, and people always tell me like, well, excuse me, they always ask me like, uh, when did you realize that this was something you wanted to do and you, and you wanted to dedicate your time to this? And I was like, honestly, I've always knew this was me. Like, right. I've always knew, like, you know, of course you do different things, trying to experience things and figure out what you really want. Right. But ultimately, you know what your goal is. Yeah. It's just how serious are you going to take it and are you willing to make that sacrifice? People are scared to make those sacrifices and they mm -hmm. have every excuse in the world. I got kids, so I can't do this. Yep. Or... And I'm, I'm, I vow to be not one of those dads doing that, man. I'm expecting one and I'm not going to be that dad to be saying, oh, I can't do it because of my kid. Nah, fuck no. I'm going to make a way. Yes. And like I said, my wife is not even going to let me make that excuse now. 
And your kid's going to be that motivator for you. Right, because I want to be that same thing. Because I want them to feel and understand, like, yeah, your success is not you just sitting down. Like, I'm teaching, I'm going to be teaching my kid this from young. Like, nah, this is how you be successful. This is the things that you need to do. This is what you need to read. This is the vision that you need to have. That's what I want to shape. Because when we were kids, we didn't have, at least me, I didn't have that shape. Or I didn't have somebody to tell me about this and that. Uh-huh. I had to kind of learn it as my parents learned it. Uh, um, I kind of wanted to ask you something about that, but I didn't want to get too personal. Nah, go ahead. Um, so earlier you were saying how your dad was a truck driver, right? Did you ever like just fill a void because your dad wasn't around as much as you probably would have wanted him to be? Sometimes, but the only reason why I didn't, this is why I respect it. I didn't. I don't feel a complete void from it because it's not like I didn't have communication with my dad at all. Like uh-huh. me and my dad communicate often, not as often as I like, but we we communicate, and it's be, it's due to the fact that we you know time and sh- we people got things to do and stuff like that. But what he helped me to realize is in life you got to put things in perspective. When you really wanted something and you really want to grind, this is your example. This is me getting up, doing what I'm supposed to do every day. This is not my dream job, but hey. This is what I'm doing. This is what you got to do to provide for family. So I had had that concept in my mind to realize I got to grind for what I want. You know, even though even though I'm going to have obstacles and things in my way, I'm going to still have to put the work in to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So my my biggest influences now is my uncles. Um, one of my uncles, he works and he does um, IT for the Empire State Building in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And my other uncle, he owns a sports academy called Cal Sports Academy, and my uncle basically built his business from the from the ground up. I seen from where he started, and I see where he is now, and his business then skyrocketed. You know what I mean? And he has now a ton of kids that's in different types of programs, whether it's just basketball, soccer, football. They're doing different sports that's dedicated to helping kids develop not only to play in high school but to go beyond college and further you know so they were my examples as far as people who had success that had a dream had ideas and just got it done so I look at those them as like my advisors for when I want to do things like nine times out of ten if I if I have a business idea I always go to my uncles first hey how does this sound to you what do you think I need to do about this and this and this and they give me their honest ass opinion like they don't bullshit they don't just because I'm their nephew, nah. They're going to give it to me hard and tell me exactly how it is, pause. <laughs> so that way, yeah. everything will you know, fall in place like how it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I get my influences and my examples from. And also my mom, man, for like not only being a caring person, but she's passionate. You know what I mean? And she, she was always the type of person that always wanted to show me things that could better my life. Like, I don't think I would be able to do a lot of the things that I was doing now if I felt like I couldn't do it to kind of better my life or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, bro. It's good. It's good you got those people in, um, in your life, bro. As far as, as as far as business went for me, um, I had... I had someone I, I I guess you could call a mentor growing up, but I never really had that person I can go to with my business ideals. So I kind of just wing everything, bro. Yeah, and 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 sometimes you gotta go through that. Like I don't have nobody to teach me about music production. Yeah, like I had a mentor, you know what I'm saying? But my mentor is not always available. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it was a point in time where I had to kind of figure out things on my own. 
And then I had to seek mentors, whether it was online, whether I had to consult with people. I even paid people that was younger than me so I could l- learn the business mm-hmm. more. And and that's a major key. I'm going to tell anybody that's of age. If you're 30 years old and you you meet somebody that's younger than you, don't shy, shy, shy down on their efforts. See what they actually have to offer. Because there's some guys out here that's young marketers that's into business that actually have good ideas. And I've learned a lot more information from younger people than older people. It's, and I'm keeping it, it G with you. Like, no, I'm serious. It kind of feels like younger people are more open to give you information than older people are. And 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 you got to be willing to invest to consult with people like that. And I don't mind. Mm-hmm. If, you, if I feel like you have valuable information, I'm going to pay you for it anyway. That's just the type of person that I am. I don't yeah. mind. I don't look at it like, oh, oh, I'm silly for spending $300 to consult with somebody. Nah, it's not even that. It's the fact of me getting the information and me learning something that I didn't know so I can further the business, so I can know how to maneuver and, and get forward. I'm taking, I have tools that I can now take to any business. I don't have to just apply it to beats. I can apply it to anything that I want to do. Yeah. You know? A lot of people don't even understand stuff like that. Right. You uh you pay for what you want. You pay for what you want. And Hurry up and buy. And, 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 <laughs> and let me tell you this, bro. If you want somebody to get something done, pay their ass up front first. Don't try to get no deals. Don't try to get yes, no discounts. Yes, yes. But bro, say, you know the worst hey, thing in the world when you pay someone. I I was just talking about this last night too because a guy worked on my car and he completely fucked me over on the car. Yeah. I gave him most of the money up front, probably sixty five percent. Do you know this man still asked me for the rest of the money when, when he quote unquote got done and he never got done. Wow. Yeah, but even on top of that, since I started podcasting, I've been dealing with multiple people as far as like photographers, videographers, stuff like that. And they really bullshit. That's why I start recording all my own shit and doing all my own things, bro. Cause they be bullshitting. Like yeah, and you'll then, pay them half and they'll still right, move on their because time. Because they ain't nobody gonna have the passion like you to do it. Correct. So that's why, like, a lot of times when people see me going live on these videos and the shit look childish and why is he wearing all these glasses and doing all these things? Wonder why I'm doing those things? Because I like when I wear the fucking funny looking glasses and dance to my fucking beats. I like that shit. It's fun to me. <laughs> and I think the other people that's looking on the other I'll side. I'll be laughing when you do it too. See, it's funny and it's, it's, you got to entertain people. Like, yeah. people don't want to go on my page and just see beats all the fucking time. They could care less about that shit. Like, like sometimes they just want to just hear me or just see what I'm doing for the day or see what I'm experiencing. They don't want to mm-hmm. just always hear the fucking the busiest side. They, like the beats probably is the most unattractive thing about my damn business. They probably don't even want to see that at all. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Ever since you talked to me about the social media thing, yeah. I've been paying attention to your page and I've been seeing like uh, how much pictures really do work. It's kind of like uh, earlier we was talking about reading books mm-hmm. and um, I. No, I talk about this all the time. Gary Vee is probably one of my favorite people on the face of this planet. Right. Gary Vee doesn't say anything over the top. I don't think he's the smartest man on the planet. I think what Gary Vee provides for me is thoughts that I already have. It's just it's just exciting to see it in black and white and mm-hmm. see someone say the same thing as I say. Right. That's what that's what I get off on. That right there. Right. And basically, that's what it is, bro. So when you uh when when you told me that about the social media thing, I already had an idea of it because I was like, hmm. Every time I post a picture, I get more traction to my page, mm-hmm. which increases plays and and ads. So like yeah, and and that's that's the okay. The point of an ad is when you're you're putting out an ad or you're doing the ad, you got the target. 
the, your audience. You got to target people that's going to be interested in what you have going on. So you want to monitor your people that's watching your podcast. You want to interact with them. You want to interact with as many people as you can for your business because the more people that you interact with, the more people know your name and now your name's in everybody's mouth because you made yourself available for people to see you. When right. they don't see you and you're not available, you're like a ghost. Your brand doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I that's something that I had learned early in my career, but I didn't learn it. I learned it more when I had to kind of go into business for myself doing certain things. You know, and... You got to keep that relevancy, like not saying that you got to go out here doing all kind of outlandish shit, like doing like bone gang, going to steal shit and you know what I mean? Beating up yeah. on motherfuckers just to show it on camera. Like I'm not saying that turning all- tricks and shit. Yeah. You ain't got to do nothing ignorant, but you just got to do something to where it's interesting to people and they're going to gravitate to it because they know it's organic. They know it's you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do the videos that I do. That's why I go through my Instagram stories and I do the rants because I feel like it's an opportunity for me to vent and then it's an opportunity for me to kind of give some information, try to help people in in a sense. And the more information that I learn, I'm going to continue to give it. But I do it through that story because not only is it helping me to keep myself in the, the eye of the people that's interested in watching me, but it's also getting me to be a better speaker in public or being seen by other people. Like when I'm in the studio now and I work with people, I don't feel as uncomfortable because if you see me on my live and I, I, I could actually speak to you and converse with you or whatever the case may be now, like I'm more comfortable to do it now because I had the platform to do it. I've used Instagram just to do that. Yeah. You know, so isn't it funny how things. much the internet works for us though? Like you know how we always mm-hmm. uh say the bad things about the internet, yep. but we never speak on the good. The That's good, one thing it did do for us. The good thing about the internet, you can meet all kinds of great people on there. Uh huh. But there is definitely a lot of trolls. I had somebody trolling on my page today, was talking about one of my videos was clickbait, and I was laughing at him because in a sense to where like you think it's clickbait, it's gaining me access to growth. So I don't care that you're saying it's clickbait. You can say whatever you want to say, but at the end of the day, people is getting the product and they're steady downloading it. From bro, I had an ad for my cleaning business, and yeah. somebody commented on it and said that it was spam. I was confused, like, how the hell is this spam? This is a real ad. Yeah, but that's the mindset of people who don't understand business. They they don't understand social media. Period. Yeah, because like the reason why the reason why you see me pop up on an ad is because I paid for it. Yeah, I'm paying yeah. for the fucking ad. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna see me. I pay for this. <laughs> yeah, like like it's 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 if you got the right amount of money, an advertisement can get you the following that you want to organically if you did it the right way, and then if you had a good product. But people got people got to realize this. In the competitive nature of where our businesses is, like, because your business is competitive podcasting, like mm-hmm. my business is for beat making. So, because it's so competitive, it's important for you to find a niche. It's important for you to find a niche and figure out where you're good at. When you figure out that strength, you better run with it. Don't focus what? on none of the weaknesses. Just focus on that strength. And like, your, you- like your uncle always tell yeah. you the first time you had sex, hit the hole and go hard. <laughs> <laughs> the same exact concept. You got to Yo. keep going. You got to go in there. You got to get deep in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's what your drunk ass uncle would tell you, boy. You better yeah. hit that hole and go hard. Yeah. But nah, seriously, get in your lane and go. Yeah. Spread like Hussein Bolt. Yeah, for man. Real. Yeah, you yeah. got to just get in that. Man, like we said on the last uh, podcast we did, man, 
if if you ain't serious, you better get the fuck out of the way because people like us gonna take over. Facts, and I'm and I'm I with had it. to repeat that shit. Yeah, and honestly, man, it's it's a it's a it's one of those things where podcasting is like a self esteem thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, so podcasting is very healthy for me. I love doing it because I'm getting to not only convey my thoughts and my ideas with someone. It's almost like therapy, so I won't have to go pay the therapist like what three, four hundred dollars for one sitting. Mm-hmm. However much do we they pay without insurance? So it's just like <laughs> I always tell people like this is this is a an arena where like you can actually grow in to the build self esteem. Yeah, you, you you speaking and you, if you're not a speaker and you're not a talker, you're definitely gonna become a speaker and talker once the camera comes on. You know? Yeah, you so, ain't got no choice. You ain't got no choice. You ain't got nothing to run from at that point. Yeah, I love podcasting, dog. This is what I think about when I wake up. This is what I think about yeah. when I go to sleep. Yeah. So now we all now we got to work on them revenue streams. Once yeah. we figure out them revenue streams, I'm getting there, gonna bro. Be, it's gonna it's it's gonna work slowly man. but surely, bro. And it's crazy. Like I started this shit off of blind faith, bro. That shit is insane to me. Yeah. And, and that's now what where it, I'm at now, of after a couple months, and it's crazy. Like, bro, my homeboy. Um, I remember we were standing in the kitchen one day, and he was just. He an alcoholic. So we just been talking about a whole bunch of nothing. And goddamn, I was just sitting there like, dog, shut the fuck up, bro. Everything he was saying was right. Yeah. Even though, like, I mean, I already knew that shit, but I didn't know it was going to be here this fast. Yeah. And and keep praying on it, man. Keep keep keeping a positive mind on everything that you want to do. Because, like, nobody can stop a vision, man. I, nobody. Nobody in this world can't stop me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a machine. Not even my wife can stop me at times. <laughs> she 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 know there's nights that I stay up man it was it was several nights this week I stayed up just uploading and making sure that I had things done for my business um does your wife understand your vision though she does and she's very much a part of it like mm-hmm. she's very very dedicated into helping me to invest anytime I needed some money to put on ads or anytime I needed some money to spend on anything she's been very supportive Bro, like, so let me tell you a story that uh that happened the other day. I ain't, I ain't gonna say no names because I don't know how he gonna feel about me uh telling this story. Right. But uh, so um, my bad. I had to think for a second. Right. So I got how you the how names. You gonna say shit? Yeah, without the names. Yeah. So uh, I was doing some work right, and uh, w- uh, one of my homeboys was with me, and we go to do the work. He leaves. It's it's some out of town work. Right. He leaves. We're on the way back to come home and his girlfriend calls and she's like she's like, Oh, so you were in town and you didn't let let me know and, and, and let me come where you was at and he was like, I was working. But that made me think. I was like, you know, I don't think a lot of I'm gonna say females, but but because I don't know if females go through this with, 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 with their significant other. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of females understand that yes, we're doing something that we enjoy, that we're having fun doing. But it's also work. This isn't take your girlfriend to work day. Yeah. And like, wifey done see me at the studio. She done pulled up on me a couple of times. And she knows. And I'll tell you this, bro. Every time I do sessions or if I make any kind of money, like, I'm always coming home and I'm bringing her in the mouth. Mm-hmm. The reason why I do that is because I feel like it's my duty to do it as a male and as a husband and as a, as a, as a man that's getting ready to have a child. My responsibility is to make sure that they have. So it'd be mm-hmm. selfish of me to just. Oh, all business, all business, all business, putting my money in, and I'm not even investing in my wife and, you know, what she needs, you know? So that's what I do automatic. I, yeah, because that's your number one business right yeah, now. Yeah, right now, because that's my support system. If she's gone, where does that lead me? 
You know what I'm saying? So I I I take care of that. You know what I mean? Each and every time mm-hmm. that I can. You know, financially, like I try try my best. Even though she, you know, doesn't always like the late nights, she understands it because she knows that she's gonna get her time when it's time for her, her to have her time. And I try to like juggle my time as much as I can with it because it it is it is difficult to manage it to go on dates and do different things like you know it's 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 life you know what I mean you got things that you got to do but in the same sense you still got to keep in perspective like you got to be there for that other person you mm-hmm. know and I'm trying my best to get better at that you know yeah um you most definitely have to have somebody that that understands mm-hmm. what you do yeah and that also has their and it own gets passion frustrating, bro I'll be honest with you there's been moments where we had arguments and we spoke about it and be like yeah. This ain't working. We don't like A, B, and C. And I had to make adjustments. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid to because she showed me and she told me like, hey, this is what, how I'm feeling and this is what's happening. And I don't want us to be like this. And I made the adjustment because I knew that it was way more important than me making some money. Like, it's it's time to just to make things work for the family, not just me by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like whenever you're in a relationship, bro... It's it's even better to have somebody that also has something they're passionate about because they're because they're more open to understanding what you have going on. Right, and and they don't make the excuse to say that something can't be done. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be passionate towards the goals, and she's equally driven. Yeah, like we have aspirations to have different things in life, and you know I'm all the way with her with it. You know. Yeah, that's beautiful, dog. See, I um, you have to understand. <laughs> my drive, my vision, and my goals because me, I'm the type of person, if there's opportunity, I'm going after it every time and nobody's going to tell me no, no, you can't do this or uh, no, you're not spending enough time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to go, bro. And that's why sometimes I talk to people and I and I might tell them what I got going on and what I got planned and I hate when they tell me like, man, you just be doing the most. It ain't that serious, man. Just just sit down and record your podcast and put it out every week. It's like, nah, I got I got creative ideas in my head that that I wanna that I wanna draw out. And even if they're trial and error phases, still go through it because I still gotta try, least, bro. At least you could say you try. You know how many times I tried to do other things and I failed? And I don't look at it as a failure, I look at it as an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. People start got when people look at their failures as an opportunity to learn. You start to readjust your mind to thinking different and to acting different about failures. Yeah, because failures are not as bad as people are making them. That people make make failures seem so huge, but they're actually not. It's actually helping you to grow. Like if I go on a computer and it's a new skill or a new technique that came out and I can't master it, if I don't keep trying it, I'll never figure out or break through to find a way of doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I always constantly do things over and over and over. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to somebody else. If it makes sense to me and it's getting me to an end result, I got to keep doing it. You know? And that's what I pride myself on now. Yeah, bro. We just got to keep pushing, bro. Yeah. We're going to meet each other at the top, though, bro. Absolutely. For sure, dog. Another good podcast, though, bro. I really appreciate it, dog. Bro, anytime you need me to pull up, you know, yes, B-Class you already is know. coming in here. Now, this is, I felt good, bro. I know this is going to be good, some good work. They going <laughs> to yeah. love this shit. See, like, dog, I always know while I'm recording it if it's going to be good or not, they, like they, instantly. They, they actually got me raw tonight. Like, I'm raw. <laughs> I'm all the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm all the way live and yeah. shit. Yeah. It's, dog, 
the next one we do probably be three times better than this one too because you're gonna be a reoccurring guest forever. Matter of fact, family now. <laughs> I gotta I gotta come up with a nice little stand type name for uh for the people that's always on my podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and let uh Blue be the uh be the CEO of the family. Yeah. <laughs> I think Blue been on my podcast like three times. That nigga's hilarious yeah, though, bro. Man. You gotta you gotta have you gotta have that, man. You gotta have yeah. those reoccurring guests with that Blue, I think I think Blue hates me right now. He told me I was the white man the other the uh, other day I talked to him. And my <laughs> homeboy, shout out, no, shout out my homeboy Big King. He told me people was gonna start trying to take my black card away because oh, some of the shit. things I believe in. Bro, these boys was trying to convince me that we don't need police officers. <laughs> they said we can be self-governed. And their their wait, exact example was wait. wait, hold on. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Their their exact example was that if 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 I get into a dispute with them or we have an altercation, we should be able to handle it amongst ourselves. And if they decide that they want to kill me. That's how they do it me, in the hood? Nah, they, they said if they decide they want to kill me over the altercation, that should be okay and we should be able to move forward. Nah, I don't agree with that. That's a little <laughs> uncomfortable for me. Don't kill me and shit just because, you know, your girl was flirting with me and I flirted back. Or That's what I'm saying, bro. Don't they said. No shit like that. That's crazy. That they said we weird. don't need police officers, bro. They said we can be self-governed. Okay. Well, I'm going I'm to put my, my two cents in on this. When I think about, when you say self-governed, I always think about like gangs. Uh-huh. And if anybody could do it, it'd probably be the gang if it was a little bit more organized than it is. I, I, you know, I start to see different things through social media, and I feel like the gangs can more organize themselves because they organize now. But it's all of the killing and all of that shit. It's, it'll be like the purge if it's like that. If you really think yeah. about it, yeah. You know, and who wants to live like that? It's 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 inhumane. I think I think everything that we have, you have to take the good with the bad, and people kind of ignore the good when something bad happens. Absolutely. And yeah. I and I'm the type of person like I don't like to ignore the bad parts because I want to actually see what's going on. Yeah. Because I want to understand I have to look at why. Both. Yeah, you gotta know you gotta know a little you gotta know the good and the bad, but it, you gotta understand the bad parts of why the negative happens to actually get some clarity. Yeah. You know. And for the record, any nigga that that try to take my black card away or say I'm the white man, if you don't pay taxes, I don't want to hear shit you got to say about nothing, nigga. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> Go pay your taxes, nigga. Get some fucking insurance. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Straight up. But yeah, man, this is another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. I hope y'all enjoy, man. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mine's is uh, Sit Downs with Slim. Uh, V-Class, what's yours? Yeah, you can find V-Class Beats. As soon as you put V-Class Beats in the search engine of any Google, I should pop up first. Um, like I said, you put in V Class Beats in YouTube, it should be able to pop up the same way as well. So I'll just search for me, man. I'm also on BeatStars, so come to me <clears throat> on BeatStars at vclass.beatstars.com. And like I said, I always got sounds, drum kits, melody packs, doing a lot of good little things for like producers. And I'm like I said, I'm looking for artists. So if there's any artists that I can work with, build with, that I can send beats to, that we can build a relationship with, that I can bring to Classic Studios to record, and they're interested in growing, most definitely y'all hit me up, man. I'm opening up the invitation for artists now to come, you know, reach out to me so we can grow. So that's that's the mission, man. I'm looking for artists for my album. I don't know what my album is going to be titled yet, but I am most definitely looking for artists for my album, and I'm recruiting now. already got a few people in mind, but... Yeah, I'm trying to do this album. Yeah, y'all heard it here first, man. The V-Class album. 
And yeah, man, another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. And we out. We out.